Welcome back, fellow travelers. We're here. Is this the start of the podcast? This is the start of the podcast, man. We yeah. are on episode 14, The Witch's Garden. Yeah, this is a good one. This was a fun episode. A I know. Very, very tale-centric episode. I know. Well, well I want to get like your gut feelings about it. Like, what, as a first-time watcher, this one's a funky one, man. What, do you, what are your vibes? What are your feels? My my vibes were, I wasn't really sure how the, to take it the first time. It took me a watch through or two to really understand what it was that I was seeing to see the value in this episode. What's the value? Lay it on me. A little early for the value, Ned. The, Come on. The value is the episode. Let the people get it, their money. As it fits into the halfway point in the season. Like we, what we've learned about Finn and Jake, what we've talked about on the podcast about Finn and Jake. What are you seeing, man? What are you seeing this value in being mid-season, season one? That this season needs to hurry up so we can get to a season that has more uh, things that are can- canonical. Yes, it's not It's not very, like, arc. It doesn't, like, connect very well with the flow of episode because... No, and, and nothing from any of the previous episodes impacts this episode in really any way that I can tell. Yeah, the only thing I saw that they repeated, like, connections was this whole, like, Jake is willy-nilly with adventuring. He just kind of, like... If it's easy, I'll do it. If it's hard, I'll take a seat back. Yeah, you know? he's kind of got a little bit of a, a lack of willpower, desire type thing going for him. Yeah, and so it, it kind of does set it up. I do see Finn as the leader. Like when they're sitting at the river of junk and like Finn has the solution for everything. So that's why we see, I think that this is, again, maybe a core point in the show where we see that like kind of Finn's the leader in this adventuring even though like he's like i want to get to the top of that mountain jake's got to stretch him up there but jake's not going to really come up with those decisions on his own i love how you set me up for questions i wasn't ready for just because you had answers to them i don't know i just i was just i I was thinking because it's good if you just watch this episode for those who are listening you do see how it's just kind of there there's there you know there's the witch and then there's the garden and then there's the frog with the the King, uh, what do you call it? King's crown. King's crown. Yeah. And well, so it's just kind of random. So we gotta, we gotta work hard to pull out some meat and some girth. In this I'm excited one. about this episode. Honestly, the more I thought about it, the more I, I watched the episode and talked through it with, uh, Allie dot creates. I, I can't remember her Instagram for Allie H creates. Allie H creates. Thank you. She created our cover art and she also was entirely, uh, are very helpful for me this episode. But uh, to go off what you were saying, let's talk about Finn and Jake. So Jake is, I finally read the subtitles to this show, which I, th- I don't think I ever read the description or anything like that. Maybe it's just this episode. Jake is 28 years old. Okay. But is that human years or is that dog years? It's got to be human years, 28 years old, because it doesn't make any sense for Finn not to remember when he got his powers or anything like that, because Finn is 12 and obviously he would be old enough to remember getting Jake or Jake being born from his adopted parents that we saw on a previous episode. What is, what's the timeline? I don't know. I mean, it's never really directly addressed. I don't think, but if if Jake's 28, obviously that would make him uh, what four in dog years. And Finn is obviously older, or four in human years, excuse well, me. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then, yeah, Finn is obviously, they're 12 at this point. 
Um, I think he turns 13 next season or something like that. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, you're like, okay, that doesn't line up. So I imagine it is like human years that, you know, subtract that. However, Jake was probably like 10 years old or 15 years old when, when. Okay. I just want to make sure around. we're not having any issues with the timeline because that was getting a little weird for me once I saw that. And then I, then we had this whole segment on how did you get your powers? And, you know, Jake doesn't even remember. Yeah, Jake, I, I think that so I don't know. We've got some if, weird dog year ages Yeah, I don't nowadays. know the the writers specifically left Jake going, I think I rolled in a mud puddle and I think that's how I got my powers because it is later on addressed why Jake is magical and stretchy and it's spoiler drop here. Spoiler drop. It's Do I want to cover my ears? It's not mud. That's not, not how mud. he got his powers. Well, see, I think we know it was from listening to Puddle of Mud. That's, oh. that's really what I think. <laughs> that's what you were thinking <laughs> that's about. How, yeah, that's what they said in the episode, right? I don't think so. No, he was listening to Puddle of Mud. Can you take it all away? No. Well, the witch took it all away. <laughs> when shoved it in my face, that donut that, that I didn't donut really that he eat. shoved in his face. Yes, I, I, the witch totally put that donut there. That was not something... I don't. I don't think it was Jake's subconscious. I mean, no, man. We just saw it. We just saw it in um, the last episode where, the boots. yeah, Jake's subconscious ac- accidentally stole the boots. Now, yeah, his accidentally took the donuts. But it it is talking about. We just said like he doesn't have much willpower over anything, even proactively doing something or just like grabbing donuts off of bushes. Well, let's. I mean, let's talk about the fairy tale connection then, because I think that'll kind of get to my point of like why I think maybe the witch did it it seems like to me a trope or you know i'm not an expert by any means but there seems to be a lot of fairy tale tropes in this episode from the Mm -hmm. get-go we have our very first thing is uh the frog the little frog carrying a crown Mm -hmm. and they're just like waiting for the frog to put the crown on uh which isn't a fairy tale thing but princess and the frog i mean you know, a frog king, essentially. Someone's just got to kiss him. Someone's got to kiss him, and maybe he's something else. Maybe he's something else. I I would love for uh, some fan art. I'm very curious what it looks like when the frog puts the crown on. I'd love it. I really need to know. (laughs) I I just love, they're just like tracking behind them. Uh, And then next, you know, we go in there and uh, we get a little bit, well, first we get a little bit of Hansel and Gretel vibes, them kind of like wandering through Boy and a dog, not, you know, brother and sister, wandering through uh, the woods. The woods and finding of, a really attractive looking garden full of sweets. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I have written down right here. It's two kids wandering through the woods, happening upon a fantastical garden full of cupcakes and donuts where one of the kids is cursed by a witch after, quote unquote, eating something that they shouldn't have despite having very little context to their wrongdoings. And get this, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. The curse is ridiculous. He ate uh, a donut and all of a sudden he has no powers and he's got little baby legs. Yeah, well, let's let's be honest. The way that she was behaving towards everything, even towards aggressively towards the bagel in the bush that wasn't supposed to be there. She's got some, it was good. She's got some issues, man. She's she got does some have shut in, hasn't had a friend in a millennium kind of sh- issues, you know? Yeah, and we also get a little bit of uh, beauty in the beat. Beauty and the Beast vibes. Oh, when, I, w- I wanted to take that okay. one. Yeah. All right, wanted, well, what is it? Go it for was it, it was uh, similar to how in Beauty and the Beast when the father takes the the flower or whatever and the beast flips out and puts him in like locks him away or whatever, you know? Yeah, keep going on that. Um, so that was that was the big one is that it was like, yeah, punishment doesn't fit the crime. Okay. Um, it's and from 
uh, Beauty and the Beast, it was like, yeah, the dad gets put in prison just for like being like, I'm about to die in the snow. <laughs> um, and then at the same time, Beauty and the Beast, because the Beast himself for, you know, committing this small act of like when he said no to the, the lady at the door and then he's trapped in an ugly misfigured form forever. Yeah, he has. And until amends are made, you know. Yeah, until he find, or until he has someone who falls in love with him. And that, my similarity, the parallel there was Jake's subconscious of his powers fading away. His ability to return to his powerful self is slowly fading over time. And he has a little bit of a race against time in order, well, I mean, whether it's like his dog uh, conscious coming on where he's like trying to get Finn to pet him on the belly and all that in the middle of a fight or, or whatever, but really his subconscious, you see him starting to fade. And I, I think it's, he, he needed to apologize to the witch or else he would have never had his powers again. Yeah. But so, but that funny little bit about it is kind of making Jake like inherently a narcissist. The only way that he could save himself was to fall in love with himself. And I think that's very narcissistic. Well, the way he saved himself was through apologizing, was through actually admitting that he was in the wrong. He was in the wrong, but then he just like slides away with his subconscious. Oh, there they like escape, and they're like, "Did you learn your lesson?" Nope. See ya. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and maybe that was his take. Maybe you're right. Maybe his take was uh, that he fell more in love with himself in the sense that he was able to take what the witch wanted him to learn and manipulate it against her. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't really, I just wasn't really sure. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting thing, the pride uh, that Jake has in this episode, but you mentioned my lovely and I, I think we should go ahead and touch it real drop, fast. Drop some lovelies out, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. My, my lovely for this episode is the bagel. The bagel with the yeah. little, little, little tidy whitey legs. He just wants to be a donut, man. He mm -hmm. just, he snuck into the garden and he's just trying to be a donut. Just trying to be a donut. Is is it snug into the garden or is are there also like sneaky bagel bushes that are like are they like the weeds of the donut bushes? They they might be. I, I kind of took it as because we don't see any other donut or any other bagels. I took it as him kind of like sneaking into the garden, hopping on the tree and hoping no one would see and just he just wants to be a donut. And I'm just loving it to quote Jake, you know, and um I just I think my only issue with it, he's still my lovely. My only issue is why did they have to give the donut or the bagel nipples? <laughs> because why is, how, why is the bagel need nips? Because Jake mentioned, he's like, I used to have eight of these when he was talking about his nipples. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that kind of aligned with the artwork on how they wanted to portray was, the magic spell. Maybe the witch, the witch is a perv. That's, that's what I'm like. Yeah. She's, she's creepy, man. Is she well, more creepy than the mermaid at the river? No, I was going to say if I had an anti-lovely of the episode, most punchable? it was the mermaid of the, of that. Yeah. It's definitely most punchable and anti-lovely kind of all wrapped up in one. But like my question for you, I, I just was thinking about fun questions that would spark a conversation when they go to the junk river, right? You can see there's big pillars of like interstate in the background and like all this human trash essentially. So like this is very much kind of fitting within that post-apocalyptic realm. So what, if anything, was the mermaid pre-apocalypse? Was she just a normal mermaid? Was Is this like a new evil guardian? But like the mermaid that lives in a river of trash. And she's not really a mermaid in any way. She's just a skeleton-bodied uh, like Medusa 
S character siren type. It's like thing. well, like an Oppo mermaid because like mermaids have you know flippers but no legs, and mm-hmm. she doesn't have arms, but she's got like little hands on her hair. Yeah, you know, so yeah. like in a like a flip flop mermaid, and she has legs. She doesn't have a fin, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I di- I didn't catch that. I, I'm glad you brought that up because again, that's like one of those things where these episodes fly by, and even though I watched it three or four times or whatever, like I didn't. I didn't really see the road. I was so focused on the adventure at hand and I wasn't really looking at the background, but I'm sure there's something there, right? I mean, maybe it's just, was it just them? It's a, I don't know. It's either something just like, it's, it's a tout to like humans kind of used to be around here and it makes you start to like watch all these episodes and kind of be like, how did the, how did the, how did any of this happen? Any of this happen? Like what, what about some apocalypse happened that would, put a skeleton mating creepy mermaid in a river of trash. And that's, I just wanted, I wanted well, to just get, the entire world. The entire world yeah. needs a lot of explaining and we're not getting any of that this season. No, nah, I know? mean, <laughs> it, there's, there's even kind of when the show kind of comes to a wrap, it's, there's, there's not explanations for everything. Aww. There's not a, there's not okay. a layout. Well, that's good. This character is this, this character is this. Um, it's really for probably our tier A characters that all have the, the backstory. Yeah, and think, even you know, then you don't really need it. I think every great story leaves a little bit of like like a desire. It leaves a little bit of what you have to yeah. theoretically think about. Yeah, it's I, I thought it was interesting the uh the mermaid of the river, not really she's not really like she's just not really a mermaid in any way. You know, she's not really sexy in any way. She's which I guess for some reason in my mind, mermaid's sexy they gotta be, right? <laughs> Um, and then also, you know, and she plays it up. She's like, which one of you mortals wants to mate with all of this, you know? And, and the answer is no one, no one wants to, no one wants Sorry. to, obviously, wants obviously to. her little babies are like bird creatures. Yeah. So obviously something mated with her I that was so. bird like, and so that's kind of not a fun thing to think about. But, but I, she also doesn't have any like irresistible powers. That's the other thing that yeah. mermaids or sirens typically have is they have something about, despite how ugly they might actually be, like in- Something that is truly form. alluring. Yeah, you. there's the singing or there's something that you just literally can't physically resist. Yeah. You know, that like Jake should have been like full on, like knowing his willpower uh, or lot thereof, he should have just been full on, like I am totally enamored by- So uh, she's, she's not a mermaid, she's like a merdemon. Yeah, she, or a siren, you know, like uh, a lady of the mist or, or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I was curious about that. And I don't know if you want to talk about this now or after a little break, but I, I would love to talk about uh, something. Would you like to talk about something? <laughs> well, l- let's, let's yeah, go let's to a little break. A break. <laughs> but before we have our ad, I do want to, I do want to have you chew on a little something. I did come up with, uh, when you had the Jiggler episode, you were just like, what? What's the jiggler make you think? And you you had a little it was like baby jiggle boy mama juice time. And I had one for I had one for Chubby Jake here. It was creepy baby tidy whitey magic no mo dog man. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah. I had I had to think about it because cause baby Jake, what a baby man Jake, baby man Jake is really creepy. Kind of like it doesn't and like the whole time, like Finn could have offered him a pair of pants and like he was I know, like, no. anything. Yeah, he's he was so kind of gross, but his charisma won me. Like I almost made him my lovely because his charisma was so I know. good. He, he might've been my lovely, even though it's kind of like a weird, creepy animation, like little baby boy Jake is maybe my lovely of the episode. So yeah, I had an anti one. Now I have a real one, but let's, let's let the, the sponsors kind of sneak an ad in here. 
we all know the nostalgic flavors of grandmother's homegrown garden pastries. And to bring that taste of childhood back to your own home, come on down to Bertel Billingsley's Bagels, Biscuits and Donut Shrubbery. From strawberry filling to crispy caramel and even down to as simple as a plain cream cheese bagel, you won't be sad when you and your children can enjoy the childhood splendors of a scrumptious homegrown breakfast suite. Disclaimer, Berto Billingsley is not responsible for the consumption of dirt, leaves, worms, wasps, ticks, bugs or ants while eating your breakfast crispies. I just want bagels, Dad. What, you mean you want bagels? I just need bagels. Well, get on outside and pluck yourself a few. I'm, where do you get the bagels? You go down to Bertel Billingsley's Bagel Shrubbery. Oh, there's no witch there, for the witch is going to eat me. Oh, there's quite a few witches. you got to beat off a couple of them. Uh, why do we have different accents? I don't even know what I'm sounding like. Because you're a little wanker, that's what you are. Oh, Dad, I'm get... crying to Mom. Mom! Men on up and do what I did as a kid. You go down there, you plant your own freaking donut. Hey. Be nice to our son. Hey, you shut up, lady. Uh, okay. You get out in the garden and harvest me a couple of cream cheeses, eh? Welcome. Welcome to the bagel shop where we got your bagels. We got homegrown bagels. Uh, they hired an American for this shop. No, you fucking wanker. I don't actually work here. <laughs> Welcome, fellow travelers. Again. Yeah, again. This is, we just had an advertisement. It's not the beginning of the episode, but I was prepared this time and I was not prepared at the beginning of this episode. So. Well, hit me with what, what, what you got, baby. Ned, can you smell poison? Because I don't know. Jake couldn't. I don't know. I did like, are farts poisonous farts, to, a de- to a degree? They they may be at high, like a high content level. I can farts. smell that. If someone really stuck you in a room and, and boxed you up and then like if carbon monoxide far poison. If they could hold it in and just, you know, line up like a large lineup of men or something uh, like that, like a, that'd be some serious torture can, that I don't want to be a part of. Smell poison? <laughs> yeah, you could then. I, I ended up watching uh some weird like Hank Green videos on YouTube. I don't know what the heck about that poison. is, man. Well, you know Hank Green. He's he's Do like I? he's like He's like a figurehead for the science community on YouTube, and now he's taking over TikTok, and everything's about Hank Green. You, come, Ned, come on. Your age is showing. Yeah. Um, Big time. He's like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or... or um, okay, okay. Well, hit me no, with what nah, he said. The what science you, guy. He's what do like you say, man? What do you say? Uh, he may be more legitimate. I don't mean to diss Hank Green, but he told me that uh, arsenic... I just thought this was interesting. We don't need to take forever on this, but... Arsenic is something that like, as far as like, you can't smell it. Like there are poison, there are a lot of poisons out there that like you actually can't smell. And arsenic's interesting because it's a metalloid and you could kill someone after small doses over a long amount of time. But I just thought it was weird because Ben encourages Jake to just go at like sniff up the donut, you know, whatever, like I, I don't, I don't know if you could die from sniffing, like inhaling Poison, poison like off that, the donut, especially if, like if they were residue. powdered. If they were powdered or donuts, he's he's he, done. He for. would definitely get some oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also, I wanted to just say Hank Green recommends uh, cyanide if you're trying to kill someone as well. 
Well, you know that witch was using something funk on that yeah, donut. I'm kidding. I'm ki- that was a joke. Hank Green isn't telling people <laughs> how to kill people. Uh, but it was a really good video. Um, is, is that your beef? Is your beef this week with Hank Green? Yeah, let's let, I think your beef needs to be with Hank Green because I think, <laughs> no, Hank Green's beef is with you. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> everybody, come on, Dad, everybody knows Hank Green. Um, um, yeah, right, 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 right. So, and then the other thing I want to talk about is the, the little rescue mission that, that Jake gets sent on, you know. Yeah, tell me I mean, about that, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm comparing it to Star Wars a little bit here. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, I impede your interest there. Uh, okay, I'm, so, I'm listening, baby. So, Finn is captured, and you, we see the eggs start to crack, and we see the bird beaks coming out, and it should just be like he is maybe 30 seconds from death. And then half the episode goes by and Jake comes back and he's still alive and he's fine. He was knocked out by the mermaid's like poison breath or whatever it was. I have poison on my mind now. Um, And the like sludge that she spits Mm -hmm. on him. And then those birds should have destroyed him by then. And what do you think? You just know it's it's one of those like uh, throws you off in different movies and shows where like technically it's like those two stories are happening and you're like, how did he get there? It's like they're happening at the same time. Do you have the Star Wars? Do you know what I'm about this? I'm trying to think, man. It's it's maybe when I can give you a hint. I'm thinking it's when Han leaves and comes back and saves them on the Death Star because he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm too cool to save you. I was thinking more mm. modern. Think a movie that I didn't really enjoy that much. Oh, the no. Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah, it was probably my least favorite. The best. If ending, you watched it once, you may not get it. The best ending of the new ones. It was by far the best ending for the new ones. But you thought so? Yeah. I, nah. I, when they have the the Force Luke uh, ghost fight thing, that was pretty epic. Yeah. Every other bit of that character development, it was just like overly Disney-fied. I've got so many issues with that. I even have issues with the Force, script, Force Ghost Luke thing. I mean, that's that was that, that was the climax for Luke Skywalker, the greatest Jedi of all time. Anyways, uh, I just, I was going to compare it to Finn and Rose. Finn and Rose, when Finn is going to go sacrifice, he turns around, he's going head into the Space Nazis uh, giant ship, also mm-hmm. known as uh, the First Order, and we see a giant clip of like, I mean, they are flying away. And then Rose turns around and then all of a sudden perpendicular to the beam that Finn is flying through and comes at him from his side and stops him. And then they make out or they kiss for a second. And then they run like two miles back to the Not face. even that, dude. Rose is passed out and Finn drags her back yeah. before the space Nazis get to the rebels. Like, it And that's is, what it reminded you of because of the the, the time, time gap yeah. that didn't line up there. Okay, that makes sense. Doesn't that, line that, up at all. That always did bug me. So yeah. I, I kind of, I'm picking out what you're putting down. I'm being a little dramatic, but I just... I think I after I started seeing the comparison with Star Wars, it just got me hyped. And I was just like, this is dumb. I want to talk about this to a bigger audience than just my girlfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's I why you're doing a podcast, Brought it man. to the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, man. And then the other thing I, I kind of wanted to mention was we get back on that pride train. I mean, we all have uh, something of this, the seven deadly sins that we struggle with. And, and Jake is, uh, you know, certainly someone who is susceptible to maybe multiple of them, maybe, maybe sloth, maybe pride, maybe I think gluttony. This episode specifically, I think it, it, I wanted to address like the sloth and the pride. Yeah. Um, and I mean, both of those are my lessons this week. If we want to start dropping in, like what we learned, dropping sure. in lessons over here. Lay it on me. Well, one of them was just 
like literally you got to be humble, man. Like pride only will get you stuck in bad situations. And although Jake ends up being quote unquote, sorry, he's still prideful then. He's like, no, nah, I'm not sorry. And, but like the whole reason that they even were in a predicament was that Jake wouldn't apologize for. Couldn't express humility. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, if he had apologized and taken the high road, whether he actually stolen ate the donut himself or not, it all would have been avoided. Yeah, man. I mean, I no. just, I dealt like with tons of situations in college where like somebody would like bust in our like house and be like, where's my hat? And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> it's over there. And it'd be like on the floor. And somebody would be like, why's my hat on the floor? That's the biggest deal. I'm so angry. And be like, something like somebody would be like, well, I knocked it off and blah, blah, blah. And your stuff was everywhere. And I was like, bro, just say sorry, man. Just be like, oh, sorry. Your hat's on the floor. Like. That's yeah. my bad. I apologize. Well, well and, much like and nobody it's like such a hard muscle to flex is it just being like, oh shoot, like I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. Well, much like sorry, I'm just going off into my point. Uh, much like fairy tales, there is a, a lesson you know, to be learned. And and that's why I think a little bit that they had to go on the journey or the the witch, Mrs. Witch, kind of requires them to go on that journey because it would not have been a, an authentic apology. Uh, if, if he, if he had just gone, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You know, like she said she could tell or whatever, but, but I think it actually required, you know, uh, a crisis situation with Finn for him to like almost learn his lesson, which we talked about earlier. I just, I would have thought that Jake would have learned somewhat of a lesson in the city of thieves when his subconscious stole the boots and that messed up their whole mission. Yeah. Now this pride point is like, okay, it does get to a certain point where, yeah, there's a journey to go on, but like. Learn your lesson from that, man. Like, yeah. Well, I think he just, again, I think he lacks like the willpower. Like I, I think we saw it in business time with his laziness, his mm-hmm. desire not to to work and have other people do it for him. We saw it in lumpy space when he in no way resisted the lumps that were taking him over. He was just like down with it. Uh, evicted with Marceline where he was just afraid and, and had no willpower to fight until again, Ben was, and was in, danger. in danger. And then again, we saw it in Wizards, um, the city of the, well, with in wizards. wizards, because Jake was just asleep oh, the whole time. Oh, he was asleep. He was he was being lazy. He got yeah. extra magic powers. Got extra lazy. Got his mayonnaise, and then Finn's over there. He doesn't wake up until the city basically explodes. Mm-hmm. City of know? Thieves. We saw it with his, and that was the biggest one. His lack of ability to fight off the urge to steal. You know. Yeah. Uh, he does have a lot of great qualities. I mean, his his transparency transparency and his self-awareness. I mean, quite frankly, and, and the show's undying flame of hope, which is friendship. Like I do love those things about Jake, but mm-hmm. it, it does bother me a little bit that he has this like, just lack of like motivation or desire outside of friendship. And I want to, I want to see that growth a little bit with him. Yeah. And there's, there is a lot of personal growth that happens with Jake through the show. You mm-hmm. see it when like, I, I can't spoil or drop all those things. I was about to probably just start dropping out too many things. But there's a lot of, like, moments in the show where Jake realizes that, like, because of the way he is, he needs to, like, change. Um, there's a great episode for all of my, like, big-time listeners out there when um, Jake and Finn try to do, like, the same adventure but separately because they're, like, mad at each other. And Finn is, like, kicking butt through it but is – getting all these tasks that would really help if he had Jake's magical powers and Jake's getting all these tasks that he's just like, he doesn't have the brain strength to like 
care about them and be the leader. Like we were talking about Finn being like taking the lead in the creative solutions. And it's really, and so both of them kind of learn their need for each other there, which I think is really cool. But I see what you mean. Like not, like not getting themselves in such a tight situation where at the last minute, the only thing that motivates him is Finn's about to die. Cause I don't want to be in a thousand situations where I have to be almost dying for someone to save me. Yeah. You know? So I, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. And that, that goes on like another final lesson of mine kind of being like magic, magic would make you lazy, man. I, I had, I feel you that. think so. Yeah. Like if you had crazy magic powers and kind of almost any like superhero, not superhero esque, but like kind of like you get magic power. It's like, what are you going to do? Like the jumper movie I just watched recently with uh, Hayden Christensen. He gets really nice. lazy. Another you know? Star Wars reference, he just uh, sort of. jumps across the couch to get the remote and jump, doesn't use doors, jumps through the wall. And then when he can't do that all the time, like life gets hard. And so I don't know. It's like kind of like if you had magic powers and then lost them, you got to like relearn how to not. Yeah, he's like, I thought shortcuts. running was magical or something. You know, I thought yeah. leg magic, I think yeah. he says. Well, he thought running was leg magic. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm ready to, after this, we're about to go watch uh, Stanley's Cup. We're going to go see Stanley's the Preds take Cup. on Stanley's Cup. Yeah, Stanley the Watermelon's Cup. No, actually, uh, Lord Stanley of Preston. He's, uh, come on, Stan no. Canada's sixth governor general. No, I'm talking about Stanley the Watermelon, dog. Yeah, well, I'm talking about, I mean, the mm. hockey game. Yeah. Anyways, what do you have any other any other lessons for me? Um, Man, I think my only other lesson was just kind of how the show ended. Man, and it was in a crunch. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you, brother. That's good. That was a lesson, <laughs> that's man. A good lesson. That's and that's what Jake says. And I was like, man, that's that's what that's how you live with bros. If you're in a crunch, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. And I freaking love that. I love that's how they they polished off the episode. You know, I do too. I, my my lesson is a little weird this week. Usually, I come up with something quick and whip or quick and quit and quitty. Yes, that thing that you just said. This week it's going to be a little longer. I got something interesting. If this does not pique your interest, hey man, skip it. Um, Talking about fairy tales, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how ridiculous the ending, like in this episode, Jake doesn't really learn his lesson, mm -hmm. you know, but the the ending lesson or moral or the wrap up for a lot of fairy tales is kind of ridiculous. Like the actual one, historically speaking, um, if you're cool with me doing this hit for it, a second. I want to see where you're going with this. Okay, so the first one is... Um, Hansel and Gretel by the Brothers Grimm. This is their telling of that story. The final line of the story is, my story is done. See the mouse run. If you catch it, you may make yourselves a great big fur cap out of it. And mouse is reference to Hansel and Gretel, the kids. So the, the final moral to this is, hey, if you catch a kid, like you can create a giant hat. Out of out of the kid, like it's it's chill. Um, this was a little longer, but this one was really good too. Sleeping Beauty by Charles uh, Perrault, I believe you announce it or you pronounce it. Um, the moral: A brave and rich, handsome husband is a prize well worth waiting for, but no modern woman would think it was worth waiting for a hundred years. The tale of the Sleeping Beauty shows us that shows us how long engagements make for happy marriages. But young girls these days want so much to be married. I do not have the heart to press the moral. I I couldn't tell you why or what that is. That seems like a cop out. That's big time. I mean, that's Sleeping Beauty's moral. You know, like long engagements are great, but girls these days just don't want to do it. 
Uh, <laughs> and so uh, what, would, would the abridged moral to this story be like, hey man, it doesn't matter if you don't do what you're told. If you're witty enough, you can get free donuts. That's, like, yeah, that's kind of like a- <laughs> You pretty much nailed it. Here's mine. Here's, okay. So this is the second one I wrote, but talking about pride. Beware of the prideful mind, but with power and glory are literally at your fingertips, you just got to reach out. And perfect life is totally plausible with enough positive thinking, we all die, is my, <laughs> my first one. Yeah. The next one, uh, now that this podcast is done and we drank and we had all our fun, beware of the witch, especially if you're rich, for forever you'll live on the run, is another one that I wrote. That sounds like night. a little more of like a little... Uh, Alice in Wonderland type yeah. chapter ending there. <laughs> and the last one is, uh, if conscious thought is man's best friend, then their simple pride is the devil within. Your internal insecurities have no end if you live a life drenched in sin. For a man with a boat crosses the river as he may. A man with a float drinks and parties every day. In his tidy whities And his tidy whities uh, <laughs> And those are, those are my lessons, my little end of this fairy tale wrap ups. Thank y'all so much. Another wonderful episode. Another of, one into books. Yeah. Another part of our adventure, our, our journey through life in this podcast with you guys. Yeah, man. And if you've stuck around for this long, I'm pretty pumped. Next week, we're going to be talking about Neptor, which is an awesome, just reoccurring character through the show. You've like, like makes it all the way to the last episode and is kicking butt. And so, uh, it's some we're getting into some canon season one material next week. There we it's go. Be great. About time. Let's About do time. it. <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. Yes, follow us on Instagram, Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, and Twitter, NEA underscore podcast. Hit us up. You know, I'd love to have like an audience section to this podcast if it made sense. Yeah, uh, we we'll engage with you. Inquiries. We'll talk with you. Uh, send us some sound bites of of questions you have. Send us some sound bites of comments you have we'll play them on the show and we'll do uh if we can get enough of them to cram into some episodes we'll we'll get a good like fan section episode going we want to hear it man all right that'd be fun all right kisses to you guys <laughs> love you you've stuck around and heard our sounds and listened to our nonsense don't be alarmed or bring us harm or hate us with subconscience we did our best instead the test of finn and jake's sweet rhymes so stick around and hear the rest on Never Ending Adventure next time.